قد قال تبارك وتعالى في كلامه المجيد والفرقان الحميد بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا ونبينا وشفيعنا وحبيبنا وسندنا ومولانا محمد وبارك وسلم وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم من صلى علي صلاة واحدة صلى الله عليه بها عشرة وكما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العزيز الحكيم رب زدني علما رب شرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي The blessed days of Dhul Hijjah have passed by us. We are very fortunate that Alhamdulillah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has kept many many an occasion throughout this year, throughout the year, where there is a superiority or or an excellency of certain periods and certain times. We are blessed with the month of Ramadan. We are blessed with Ayyamul Hajj. And similarly, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about four months in the calendar, the Islamic calendar. In the Iddat al-Shuhuri inda Allah ithna ashara shahran fi kitabillah yawma khalaqa al-samawati wal-ard minha arba'atun hurm. Indeed, there are the amount or the qualifying number of months in a year according to Allah Ithna Ashar or 12 and this has been the case from when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created the heavens and the earth Minha Arba'atun but from these 12 there are four sanctified months. Ibn Kathir, rahimahullah, he mentions that with everything that Allah has created, there are always things that are superior, excellent within that category. So you have the days of the week. And from the days of the week, from an Islamic perspective, the Friday, the day known as Yawm al-Jum'ah, is the day of excellency. He mentions that from the angels, 
which are so great in number that it's impossible to specify how many there are. That from the angels who have different tasks There are those who are superior to others They have duties that the other angels don't Which make them superior You have that with prophets That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent to this earth and similarly, Ibn Kathir mentions that similar is the case with the months of the year. They are all months in which you can reach Allah Rabbul Izzati Wal Jalal, that you can worship Him. But there are certain months that stand out in the sight of Allah. And from those, are the ones that Allah specifically mentions in the Holy Quran. Minha arba'atun hum. How sacred are these months that the name actually means certain things are forbidden, haram, made haram in this in these months of Ashrul Hurm. And the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa emphasized the importance of staying away from the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the months of Ashur al-Hurum. And so as the days of Hajj come to an end and come to a conclusion, we pray to Allah Rabbul Izzati wal Jalal that whatever worship we manage to send forward to Allah in the days of Dhul Hijjah, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept them. Whatever obligations and duties that He had levied upon us, we pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept them with complete acceptance and grant us the best of rewards in lieu of them. But it also means that we now need to prepare for what's to come forward. And so, Ashur al-Hurum, and the month of Muharram, Muharram al-Haram, Shahrullah, known as the month of Allah Rabbul Izzati wal-Jalal. From the generality of worship increasing, there is one specific thing that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa mentions in terms of ibadat in the month of Muharram. It's a narration recorded by Imam Muslim rahimahullah in sahih in which the Prophet sallallahu says the best days to fast for the pleasure of Allah Rabbul Izzati wal Jalal outside of the days of Ramadan is the month of Muharram so this month of Muharram that is fast approaching we're halfway past Dhul Hijjah. Just like, and this, this is found in the books of Hadith and from the Salaf al-Salihin. Just like there was a preparation 
to fast in the month of Ramadan. The Aslaf approached the month of Muharram with a similar vigor of fasting for Allah Rabbul Izzati Wal Jalal in the month of Muharram. And from the days of Muharram, we find in the books of Hadith there is one specific day that has extra virtue upon the virtue of fasting in Muharram al Haram. And in that is Yawm Ashura, the 10th of Muharram. And how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given such importance to this day that even the delivering of Sayyidina Musa and Abina alayhi salatu wasalam from the clutches of Fir'aun take place on this day. And in commemoration of this, the Prophet wasalam, fasted on the 10th of Muharram alongside the 9th. Khair, which is a different topic and when we're closer to the actual day, I'll expand on the 9th and the 10th of Muharram and the fasting and the virtues in relation to it. But what's important to know is that Ibn Kathir he mentions that when we know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given such excellency to these periods, to these days, whether it be the days of Ramadan, whether it be the first 10 days of Dhul Hijjah, whether it be the month of, or the months of Ashur al-Hurm, it's absolutely important and paramount that a believer never lets these moments escape from his clutches. Never lets the virtue of these days escape them. And in order for that to happen, we have to be mentally prepared for those occasions. We have to be anticipating and eager for those moments when they approach us. So once again, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has gifted us and blessed us, inshaAllah, within the next 13 days of a very, very important occasion in the months of the year. And it's with that note that because we're so fixated on other important days due to their superiority, like the month of Ramadan, we let slip the months and the fasts of the months of Ramadan are fard, the fasts of the month of Muharram are sunnah. And because of this discrepancy in status of obligation, we lose focus on how important that occasion actually is. How many of us can truly state to ourselves that we have approached enthusiastically the month of Muharram as we have the month of Ramadan? How many of us can say that there has been a preparation, not on the same level, but a preparation in my life for the month of Muharram? And so, a believer is one that takes opportunity wherever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala presents him. One Sahabi, he's 
standing on the battlefield resting from the obvious exertion of energy that had taken place a few moments before and to recoup himself he takes out a few dry pieces of date and he begins to put them into his mouth and he's chewing them regaining composure regaining energy and the Prophet sallallahu passes by and he says to him, Sabiku ila jannatin arduha samawatu wal ard. That hasten towards a paradise, the dimensions of which are the heavens and the earth. When the Sahabi, when he hears this, he says, Jannatun arduha samawatu wal ard. That a paradise You are promising a paradise The dimensions of which are the heavens and the earth Qala Rasulullah Naam The Prophet responds yes He says Bakh Bakh Wow How That me, one person, is entitled to a paradise, the dimension. This is overwhelming to hear. And he responds by saying, wow. So the Prophet Sallallahu he says, Why are you astounded? Why are you shocked? So he's, again he repeats, Jannatun samawatu wal we live in this world and our Jannah is a seven by five meter house. For us, for most of us, this is sufficient. Eight meter by six meter and we think that I have everything. Alhamdulillah, that's the approach that we should have. Qana'at and happiness with what Allah gives us. But imagine then being told by Asdaq the most truthful of claimants. The one when he makes a claim, والسلام, there is no doubt in it. Imagine this person saying, Jannatun samawatu wal ard, and you will attain it. He's saying to this person that if you finish what you've set off for, then this is your Jannah. And so the comparison that I am living, and this is I'm talking about our time where it's eight meters by five meters or whatever it is, depending on where and how you live. But the Sahaba, most of them had mud houses. When you look at the Prophet's abode and the compartments that he had for his wives, the Azwaj al Mutahrat, that how small were the places of uh, staying, the bedroom. The place of staying and hosting The kitchen was literally one compartment And so the Sahaba when he says Jannatun Ardu He's repeating Ardu He looks down at, his, at what's in his hands And what he had was those dry pieces of dates 
And then he looks at the Prophet and he repeats, Jannatul Arduha Samawatu Al Ard. And he looks at the dates. And then he sees to himself that, why am I wasting my time with these dry pieces of date when you are telling me of Jannatul Arduha Samawatu Al Ard? So he throws the dates down and he rushes forward and he attains his Jannatul Arduha Samawatu Al Ard. This is the characteristic of a believer. That when Allah and His Messenger promise something, then they go to the ends of the world to attain that promise because this is coming from Allah. This is coming from the blessed tongue of Rasulullah. And if Allah has said, Arba'atun Hurum, four sacred months, Allah has claimed their sanctity and their sacredness. Imagine how beloved they are to Allah. Imagine how important they are to Allah Rabbul Izzati Wal Jalal. And the Sahaba understood this. The Salaf al-Saliheen, they understood this. They understood the value of the statement of Allah and His Messenger They understood what that meant. We are littered with ahadith. We are told over and over the statements of Allah Rabbul Hizzati Wal Jalal. But the value of those statements, they don't have a place in our heart. And so that immediate change needs to happen within us that where Allah and where Rasulullah have told us something that is important in their eyes, that I have to then acknowledge that importance and make an effort to attain it. And that can only be done with mental preparation, giving it the value that it deserves. That the month of Muharram, the Prophet has said it. No month in terms of fasting is as blessed as fasting the month of Muharram al-Haram. Once we hear the statement from the Prophet this enthusiasm should build. That my Nabi has said, this is a month I should fast. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the tawfiq to appreciate the deen and where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told us to focus, where our Nabi sallallahu has told us to focus. Allah grant us the tawfiq to focus on those elements. These auspicious days, these auspicious months that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has bestowed upon us. Allah grant us the tawfiq to make use of them. Allah grant us the tawfiq to benefit from them. By Allah, any, this is a general principle that you have to understand. Any virtue that Allah has attached to a day, to a month, to a time, to a worship, doesn't benefit Allah at all. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't gain more magnitude in his uluhiyat because of that day. Who does it benefit? Ourselves. Everything that Allah opens in terms of doors of mercy on these occasions are for our benefit. Allah allow us to see that it's for our benefit and allow us to take from those occasions. Subhanallah